0: Since the dawn of time, mankind has searched for ways to shelter themselves from the elements. Over the centuries, these shelters have evolved from bamboo huts to concrete towers. The last few years, there's been a push to save the planet. Are you ready to embark on a more sustainable lifestyle? Look no further, you're about to enter the adventures of container home living. And now, contractor, radio and TV personality, and your host for Boxcar Universe, Steve Dubell.
1: Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, host of Boxcar Universe, along with my co-host, Mel Alva. And here's what's coming up on this week's edition of Boxcar Universe. We're speaking with Ashley Weissman, the Executive Director of Greenlight Solutions. Learn how they are advancing sustainability and improving their students to meet the challenges of tomorrow. Also joining us later in the show is Chris Conover with tiny custom house. If you ever had any container home questions, Chris has all the answers for you. You don't want to miss this all that and more on this week's edition of Boxcar universe, your home for container, sustainable lifestyle living. And Mel, it is a a wonderful day here in the Valley of the Sun. Another toasty one, and I am glad that we are in studio because yesterday was I was outside. It was a slightly unbearable.
2: You <laughs> staying hydrated, Steve?
1: Oh God, yes. I mean, I must have drank I don't know how many Gatorades and waters and in breaks in the air conditioning. So, but we got it done. <laughs> That's all we care. It's all we care about. Customers happy, I'm happy, and uh, and we're here. Uh, with uh, our guests so this is going to be a really good show but um you know uh, with the 4th of July coming up a lot of people will be thinking about uh a lot of different things uh you know with our independence thanking our uh veterans for their sacrifice to our freedom uh, one of the things that we want to give you a little heads up on that um coming up in the next few weeks we are going to have some very special people on uh, who are actually uh, it's from a veterans outreach center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and they are actually they broke ground for a veterans container community.
2: Oh wow!
1: And it's going to be it's going to be quite an awesome thing. And um, I spoke with them. They're going to be um, when they get a little further along, probably a month into their building of it. That we're going to have them on the show and we're going to be able to share a lot with our listeners and all our great veterans. And this is this is a community thing that I think really um, should be in all communities in the country. I mean, they should be able to go back out. There shouldn't be one veteran that is homeless. They should all have a home, some kind of home, if not a container home, because it's it's a great way, I mean, to to be able to say thank you And I mean, I know there's a lot of great organizations out there helping our veterans like uh, Tunnel to Towers, who actually takes care of uh, families when they lost their loved one due to service. They pay for their house. It's completely paid off. I mean, it's amazing. So anything that we can do to help spread the word about what what these organizations are doing throughout the country, Uh, especially with containers and helping our veterans. We surely like to let them know about that. But uh, we've got a great show planned for you. You know, one of the things that, you know, um, in early stages when the green movement started, uh, there was a lot of misinformation, I think, where people were, you know, they were calling everything green just to get on the bandwagon, you know. But there are a lot of things that as we continually grow in that, in that, realm and try and be more sustainable, there's a lot more factual inf- information coming out and people want to get involved and learn how to do these things. And with us today, we have Ashley Weissman. She is the executive director of Greenlight Solutions. And Ashley, thank you so much for taking time out to be on the show today.
3: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
1: Great. Great. Tell our listeners a little bit about Greenlight Solutions.
3: Absolutely. So at Greenlight Solutions, we're actually celebrating 10 years as a sustainability nonprofit. And our mission is to educate and empower the next generation of sustainability leaders. And really, we envision a world where sustainability is achievable and accessible for everyone. And, you know, we have multiple sustainability programs, really just um, meeting the needs of the small to medium business community of recruiters looking for um, people to hire in sustainability and college educators that want to kind of fill those gaps in sustainability education so with multiple programs to kind of meet each of those um, meet each of those needs because we talk about um, the United Nations, the sustainable development goals. They say that sustainability is for everyone and everyone needs to take part, but we find that for small to medium businesses, there aren't as many resources. So that's where Greenlight Solutions comes in.
1: That's really fabulous. I bet now if uh, Greenlight Solutions has been in existence for 10 years, then I'm sure that 10 years ago, the world was a whole lot different than it is now in relationship to people's awareness of, of sustainability. And then um, I think it's grown in what is uh, when people look at it is what is sustainable, what, what products are sustainable, what systems Mm -hmm. that people and businesses have that are sustainable. And I think a lot more people are driving towards that goal, but I'm sure it was back, back 10 years ago. It had to be a lot different. Absolutely.
3: It's, funny because I was talking with our founders that still serve on our board to this day. And um, they said that there was no jobs (laughs) in sustainability 10 years ago. And now we, we help, we help to recruit for our students that go through our program and they have so many jobs to choose from because businesses really care about sustainability now. I mean, now it's, just like digitization, we see sustainability as a mega trend and it's not a matter of when sustainable, when businesses, it's not a matter of if, but when businesses will go sustainable. It's just smart business.
1: Yeah. It's definitely smart businesses when you, when you think about it, because, um, I think you know, and it's gotten to the point, Mel. Tell me if you think I'm wrong here. You know, when people start, you know, you talk to some people and some businesses, um, if they, if you realize that they're doing something wasteful, um, they're almost looked down upon because so many people are are into the sustainability factor and like, well, why would, why, you know, if I see somebody doing something like that, I would make a suggestion of doing a more sustainable procedure right. or service to be able to to help not put stuff into the landfill, especially with construction. I mean, there were so much things where people used to do it. I mean, you know, we do uh remodel stuff, you know, uh you we could have have the different companies come in and they do what the the uh deconstruction mm-hmm. where they actually take the cabinets apart and repurpose them and you know and they don't even and, and either resell them but they're not going in a landfill so they don't fill up everything.
2: Well, I think Shaw, you know, Shaw Flooring back in the day mm-hmm. when I had my store, I mean, that was a big thing. They kind of were the leaders in in going green and and this is, you know, a while back, but uh, you know, just getting the the carpet that is, you know, the the green carpet or the padding and being able to recycle all of that stuff and not have to go into a landfill is pretty amazing. But um, I really wish that they would uh, recycle the food at restaurants. That's a big thing.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. At the end of the day. Why throw that away? Why it just, throw that away? I don't away?
2: understand it. I mean, I get it's, you know, you potential of food poisoning or whatnot. It just makes no sense to me that, you know, they wouldn't give that to the homeless or people that need it. it it's just crazy. No.
1: Yeah it's, it's, it's nuts. But the, uh, in the the products, you know, when you talk about flooring, uh, you know, some of the older products like some of the old asbestos tile squares and stuff like that, those things are, you know, when people want to go over it, a lot of people, they'll just forego, if the floor is in decent shape, they'll forego ripping it up. And cause it's, you know, it's a hazardous material. And that requires a lot of extra work and money, so they'll just put something over it, you know, whatever they can. Uh, but you, stuff like that, we don't want to put it in our landfills. But uh, Ashley, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, so you now. Um, are you from Phoenix originally?
3: So I was born in Michigan, but I've been here my whole life. So
1: okay, so you're so you've had you've been here a couple summers, right? yeah (laughs) okay so okay so you're like us you know when it gets to be you know over like 105 107 it's like who cares (laughs) it's just stay inside it's all the same it's all the same it's yeah Yeah. it doesn't make any difference but um but i want to you know is there any projects that you guys are specific working on i mean in uh like for instance how do you how do you recruit students to find you being a nonprofit.
3: Yeah. So I can speak a little bit to our student program in in general. So we work with colleges. We have students at 11 colleges. We actually started at ASU. A couple of students got together, our co-founders and they were actually undergraduate students and they were about to get these degrees in sustainability. And they said, okay, we're about to graduate, but we actually have no experience. We've actually never done sustainability. Uh, We know a lot about the theory, but we need that that experience to add to our resumes. So um, that's how we started. They went and they did a project with the WWF, and they found that experience to be so valuable that they wanted to share it with other students. So um, hence, the Greenlight Solutions student uh, organization was born. So fast forward a few dozen projects, and a couple years later... And they graduated and they said, okay, we're really onto something here. We've been creating this awesome impact and making a huge difference in the lives of these students. And what does the future look like for Greenlight? So that's when we went through the SeedSpot social incubator program. You've heard of SeedSpot um, business incubator. And then we came out of 501c3 nonprofit. And... Really, we knew that we wanted to provide these opportunities for students to so they could have applied learning. Go beyond the classroom, gain those practical skills that sustainability professionals need on day one of their careers to be effective sustainability professionals. Uh, We teach sustainability project management. really it's those skills that yeah are are not taught in the classroom but um will help them to be more effective in their careers
1: so more it's more more hands-on practical use
3: yes Mm -hmm. experience
1: (laughs) absolutely and there's no substitute for experience that's for sure um tell us a little bit about okay so you have you know it's a 501c3 uh what kind of things do you do to get your funding
3: yeah, so we have individual donors, monthly donors. Um, of course, we um, apply for grants. We have programs, um, you know, diverse revenue streams, um, also sponsors. We have our annual events. Um, and I will say, too, that, you know, in the past 10 years, our student-led sustainability projects have trained over 350 students in sustainability and sustainability project management we've worked with over 60 businesses and implemented over 80 sustainability projects.
1: Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. And that's obviously is going to grow. Mm -hmm.
3: That's
1: really some great information, but uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Ashley Weissman. And uh, we're going to be talking a little more about green light and your next possible career. In sustainability, and it is an up and coming, you know, career uh, segment that in the in our in our great population here across the United States, and um, everything that you do, you know, I, as I always say, all we ever want to do, Mel, is make a difference, and that's all we're trying to do here on Boxcar Universe is make a difference in sharing great five hundred one c three companies like uh, Ashley, like your company and Greenlight, so. I want everybody to stay tuned because you're right here on Boxcar Universe. Don't go away.
2: I'm Mel Alva with Alva Interiors and co-host of Boxcar Universe. As a professional interior designer with over 22 years experience, I'm excited to bring my knowledge to the Boxcar Universe show. As a full-service interior design studio, we see your designs from the conceptual phase through to the styling and furnishing of your home. At Alva Interiors, our team approaches every design project with a fashion meets design sense to execute timeless interiors, style that makes a statement. You can find us on the web at alvainteriorsaz.com, on Facebook at Alva Interiors AZ. And on Instagram at Alva Interiors.
1: All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe. And uh, we are here with Ashley Weissman from uh, Green Light Solutions a 501c3 organization actually working to help build the community through sustainability programs. And um, Ashley, that's one of the things we want to touch base on. Tell us a little bit about the programs that uh, Greenlight has.
3: Yeah, so really over the past 10 years, we've been able to have conversations with the small to medium business community and with employers and students and recent graduates to really understand the challenges that they face in terms of sustainability. And we've been able to really expand our program suite to meet those needs. So we started with the student-led projects and now we have sustainability seminars where we go into businesses and we do employee engagement lunch and learns. you know, any business can have us come in and do these workshops that are really educational and just to initiate that culture of sustainability in the workplace.
1: Oh, I think that's, that's a wonderful idea to be able to go back and do that. You know, a lot of times I know throughout the years in remodeling that I've done uh, a lot of those lunch and learns and uh, it, it's a great way to bring people together and uh, talk about a theme that mm-hmm. is going to be able to help the community as well. And, and that goes for any type of organization uh, or business that you want to be able to do that because, you know, with everybody's uh, schedule lately, it just gets to be um, crazy trying to, you know, nail people down. But for something like that, it is going to be uh, actually something to be able to help an organization to better the community. I think that says a lot about the time that these uh, people put in.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really, because this word that's being thrown around everywhere, a lot of people don't have the understanding, which is understandable, um, that sustainability is much more than recycling, for example, right? It's, It's a modern business. It's strategic business. It's good for business. So we teach those concepts and really get down to the sustainability 101 and then those strategic um, benefits of sustainability.
2: Ashley, I'm glad you mentioned that. Can you give me like a couple of examples? If you were to come into, you know, our office, what would you be teaching our employees? I'm just curious if you can give me a little example of what you guys are teaching. Sure, sure. So first we talk about
3: um, all the definitions of sustainability, kind of that sustainability 101, um, and then give global examples of sustainability and why it matters and the current state um, of sustainability. We talk about the concepts, but also the scientific for those different types of brains in the room, if you will. Um, you know, we talk about waste, water, social impact, uh, energy, transportation, greenhouse gas emissions, those types of things. But then we also move into, okay, why is sustainability strategic for business? We talk about consumer demand. We talk about the data there. We talk about employee retention and risk mitigation for your company, efficiency for your company, shareholder value for your company, and gosh, the list goes on of all of the different reasons why sustainability is just good business.
0: Yeah.
1: It sounds like, it It sounds like you've got a a lot more that that we could go on and on talking about (laughs) the the benefits of, of sustainability, which is something that's really, it's, it's really becoming, I think, mainstream now with everything else that people are doing. And uh, I know uh, in the You know, thinking about some of the materials and stuff that, uh, you know, Mel uses and I I have customers, they always make, you know, they they want new things, but they're, you know, I think we have to guide them a little bit on on not just something for style and quality, but, again, you don't want to get anything that wasn't sustainable anymore and put in your house. And I think especially when you think about – you know, different types of countertops and quartz stuff when you think about the how they mine it and and get it over. I mean, granite and quartz, those are sustainable items that are, uh, are very important to be able to use those kind of things. So I think you're doing a great job, Ashley, to be able to broaden the scope of what sustainability actually is. And um, I'm sure that, you know, somebody that wants to get, um, you know, wants to you know get into that field, that you could probably open their eyes a lot about uh, how how broad that uh, field is.
3: Absolutely, and and it is so important to drive home that sustainability is for everyone. Sustainability is for every level, um, government, higher education, small to medium businesses, corporations. Um, The household, but then also the individual level and multiple solutions need to be working together simultaneously. It's not just one solution out there, right? And and not only that, but within a business, it's important across job functions. No matter what role you have in the office or whatever sector, whatever industry you work in, you can do your job sustainably and you will do your job better. And bring more value to your company and to your community.
1: Yeah, it's. Do you is does is Greenlight specific to just Arizona, or does your your sphere of influence, shall we say, go beyond the state into other parts of the country?
3: Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. So we started in Arizona, but we work with colleges, um, actually, internationally. So we have students in. Uh, Japan, Saudi Arabia, um, Germany, India, um, and nationally as well. And really, our programs are open to students from any college. Your college doesn't have to be um, enrolled, if you will. Um, And same with businesses. We've worked with businesses as far as Malawi. We've done three projects um, uh, in Karanga, uh, a village in Malawi. So, um, you know, it really just goes to show that um, in this virtual um, kind of opportunity that we've had, especially um, post pandemic, um, we've been able to work with students, colleges and businesses and communities worldwide.
1: That's just that's just pretty amazing what you guys have done. and, and all that all this is done, you you've got a world a worldwide reach in just a short 10 years.
3: Yeah. You know, we work really hard over here. Um, small, but mighty team.
1: <laughs> small, but mighty team. That's, that's really great. That's really great. So if anybody's interested in, um, wanting to find out more about Greenlight solutions and, and get involved with the program, what's their, what's their best way to contact you?
3: That's glsolutions.org. solutions. It's plural glsolutions.org.
1: And they just go to the website and they could uh, send a contact us form or into you so they could uh, connect with you.
3: Yeah, that's where you can sign up for our various programs. Um book a sustainability seminar, donate, um, whether that's one time or you know become a um, green light glow monthly donor. Um, you know, uh, many ways to get involved. We also have events that are um, always on the website as well. We're also on uh, socials. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, Greenlight Solutions.
1: That's that's, that's really great. Ashley, thanks so much for taking time out of your day today. I know you've got to go back to your seminars. So uh, much success with that. And um, we will be in touch real soon. So uh, I want you to have a great day.
3: Thank you so much. Thanks Thank
1: for you. Having All right. Some great information, Ashley Weisman from Green Light Solutions. Uh, some good information there. If you are interested in sustainability career and you're just trying to think out, well, which way which way do I want to go? Uh that might be the answer for you because it is an area that is growing and people are getting more interested in it. As you could see what Ashley said in 10 years look look what they've done in 10 years just think where they might be in another 10 years you just you just don't know just okay. don't know but when we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to be talking with chris conover and what he's got to bring to the table and i know our uh our ally who is here uh our our chosen millennial for the day uh is interested in container homes and Chris is here with his company, tiny custom house. And we're going to be answering a lot of your questions regarding container homes and what's going on in his world, which um, his world I know is, is growing in leaps and bounds. So I want everybody to stay tuned. You're listening to box car universe.
0: Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. Find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org.
1: we are back and you're listening to boxcar universe and uh we have got a great guest uh, on the show coming up you know if for a lot of people over the weeks have questions about you know what does it take to get a tiny home or a container home or you know what goes into it how is it built um how do you live in a container and Hundred twenty degree Arizona heat, <laughs> and all those kind of questions. You know how even how far fetched and ridiculous they are, but we have the man to answer all those questions regarding container homes. Chris Conover from Tiny Custom Houses with us, and Chris, great to have you back on the show again.
4: Great to be with you guys again. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, we're all getting ready for uh, Fourth of July weekend. It's going to be. Uh, People, I could see people are going to be bailing early, probably. We think anyway. Um, you know, and Tuesday, Fourth uh, of July falls on a Tuesday this this year, so it's it's kind of crazy. You know, it creates havoc in in the business world because you don't know if or, or our business is going to take Monday off and do a long weekend, or are they going to work Monday and just be off Tuesday? And it just and, and everybody's different. You know, so there's no rhyme or reason. You know. Uh, but much like uh, Mel and I, I'm sure Chris, um, you're always working 24 <laughs> seven.
4: Well, I try not to. Uh, I try to avoid it as much as possible, but it seems like I'm working more than I, more than I want most days.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, if join the crowd. That's right. You know, <laughs> you know, as 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 Mr. Spock says on Star Trek, the need of the many outweigh the need of the few or the one. So you've got to take care of the public. That's all you got to do. Yep. But, um, anyway, tell our listeners who may not have heard you on our show before. Have you, tell us a little about, about your, about your company and, uh, what you're doing and, uh, how you got started. Yeah.
4: So tiny custom house is just an idea that I had one day watching all the DIYers on YouTube, turn these containers into really cool homes and I I thought to myself, you know, I'm pretty handy. I think I can do that. And so I started uh, on my first container as a cabin for myself and my family. We were going to put it up north, somewhere in Flagstaff or Prescott, you know, just a place to get out of the heat. And I was putting it on YouTube and social media and kind of sharing my experience converting one of these containers into a tiny house. And I have a construction background, I'm a contractor by trade. So I have kind of all the skills and the know how to do it and uh, you know some people started reaching out telling me how cool the container was that they they would possibly like a container themselves and one person reached out and um, you know people here local probably heard of the Maricopa County Home Show Uh, they reached out in particular yeah they were doing a tiny home feature and they asked me to bring my container to the show and I wasn't really prepared to go to the show but You know, I wanted to maybe judge the market and see if there was an interest there. And so I ended up taking it uh, to the show. We ended up winning best in show. Uh, We sold, I I think on that show, we sold 10 or 15 units at that show specifically. And so we kind of went from zero to 100 really quick with orders. And we've been trying to fulfill those orders for the last, uh, you know, we've been doing it now for two years. And we've placed um, half a dozen containers in actual properties within, you know, Phoenix area, as well as maybe some surrounding areas. We have one up north of Payson uh, in a town called Young, Arizona. We have one up there. And if you know anything about Young, and it's it's a very remote place, uh, I often get asked, well, how do you deliver these containers? And can you deliver to a remote location? Well, Young is a 20-mile dirt road it's a fire service road to get to the town and the container made it down that road and into its location just fine. So if I can deliver there, I can deliver anywhere. And uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun experience.
1: Yeah. It, and it's a great story when you think about it, because I bet you when you got all those sales at at the, uh, at the home show, it, it must've been, uh, I know you were excited, that's for sure, but it must've been something like, Oh my God, what did I start? <laughs> You know?
4: Yeah. It's a little, uh, I was a kind of a knee jerk reaction. I Oh, now I've got to go build all these containers for these people. Right. So we uh, kind of strapped up our boots. We went to work and we've been building like crazy ever since.
1: Oh, it's something that's really good. And then just from the time that we met you, uh, last fall over at the home show in Scottsdale, you guys have, uh, actually grown a lot since then in, in an effort to, uh, as, as we say, maybe maintain the uh, the uh, influx of, of sales leads and purchases so that you could fulfill them?
4: Yeah, yeah, we've grown quite a lot. I mean, we have over, I think we're right around $2 million in pre-orders alone for these containers. Wow. And not only have we had a, an increase in orders, but we also are developing a container community um, out in Mesa where we're going to have multiple units for rent, or uh, these will be long-term rental units out in Mesa, Arizona.
1: Now, that's pretty cool. Now, is is that going to be near where you're located at your new address out in, in Mesa?
4: Correct. Yeah. So, that address is our production yard out there off of McKellops. That's where we have been um, building all the containers. We had 10 containers on that lot at one time and we've kind of moved a lot of them off. And, um, we, we are now converting, um, that, uh, that production yard into a tiny home community where we'll probably have half a dozen units, uh, of tiny homes there, as well as some other residential um, areas as well.
1: So that was, you know, that's good. Be pretty much exciting. Cause there's a lot of traffic, uh, being able to go by there. So you should be able to get a lot of uh, a lot of looks and a lot of interest over there. And uh, it's pretty easy for anyone to be able to get to, you know, who anybody who knows uh, the uh, East Valley here and the Phoenix market. And for those of you interested, you know, throughout the country um, and other parts of the state, there's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to have Chris has got connections so that this way you can, get containers made of a high quality and like the one Chris does. And they are just, I mean, they're just pretty amazing. But, uh, you've got gone through a lot of different, uh, you know, designs and uh, when they're finished, they look just like, they look just like your home. And I think that's what people, I tell people all the time that they, uh, they, they say, well, what does it look like? It's in a container. Well, like I said, if you're in a container and if you didn't know you were in a container, the rooms look exactly like they would do in a regular stick build home. You know?
4: Yeah, they're actually rather spacious, right? They have nine foot ceilings in the containers and they have quartz countertops, um, full uh, luxury plank vinyl flooring, right? So, it, like you mentioned, it is very traditional. It feels like uh, an apartment or a single one-bed, one-bathroom home. Um, Yeah, it is very luxurious, and we do very traditional build processes with these containers. Um, They've all been structurally electrical um, and plumbing designed and engineered, so it can be placed uh, anywhere in the country.
1: Yeah, and that's the one thing that I always liked about the containers that you build, that they are very... um, compact in areas like for instance like the kitchen the cabinet area you know the appliances um and then also you know how you incorporate bathrooms and showers so i think that's uh yeah it looks it looks it looks pretty amazing when you go out there and you know just one of these days you know mel we should do a a mel and steve on the street we should get um someone who who is interested in a home, let's blindfold them, bring them to a container home over at Chris's, take the blindfold off and see if they could tell if they're in a container. What do you think? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you know, Hey, we might we have some fun.
2: Febreze also. Just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get
1: some
4: sensies going.
2: Right. You know. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, Hey, we just like to have some fun here too, besides all the great information that we share but uh it's really really um an up and coming thing and I know you you're uh you're and, and think about this too right you're growing in these challenging times with the high inflation rate high interest rates and people are still buying i mean that's you know that's that says a lot about what you, your company and what you're doing to be able to withstand some of those forces that are actually were trying, they're negative forces, but you know, trying to work against what you're trying to do. But uh, you seem to be doing a great job at, at uh, moving forward.
4: Yeah, you know, I think that is probably um, what is impacting our business in, in a positive way, really. I think people are looking for alternative options to housing because a lot of people have been priced out of the market, or maybe they're waiting for the, the prices to come down uh, for homes, and are looking for an interim possibility. And so we actually have. Uh, I think that's probably helped our model. It seems like there is a lot of buzz out there around containers and maybe this kind of uh, you know, kind of like nomadic lifestyle too, right? With traveling and not being, you know, so tied down to a single location. Uh, these containers, you know, you know, as soon as we kind of get everything moving further, we would like to start to kind of build outside of Arizona and have different container community communities in different vacation destinations or, you know, desirable areas across the country. So people can, you know, lease different containers in different areas that are advantageous to their lifestyle at the moment.
1: And that's and that's important, and that, that would be something that's really good. But I think, you know, Chris, I think we're going to get there eventually. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Like any good new trends, um, the word spreads, and when it spreads, uh, it's going to become more mainstream than it already is, which uh, I think, you know, if we go back several years, you know, five, ten years, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of information out there regarding container arms. I know with the— City of Phoenix, you know, when you try and bring a uh, container home plans to them, they're looking at it like, uh, you know, they have nothing, nothing to refer it against because yeah. their whole, all their protocols and guidelines haven't been brought up to this new way of building. So they're gauging all these plans under old guidelines. So, uh, I mean, I wouldn't even want to begin to think about how many plans were refused because not saying that they were their plans were incorrect in the way they were structured they just wasn't wasn't what the the planners were used to approving and i think that was yeah. that led to a lot of frustrations i know with a lot of builders as well as a lot of architects but i think we've come a long way in that area
4: yeah we have and they are becoming more mainstream and i like to think of containers uh, um, as an alternative building material and and uh, that we can we can put multiple together to create larger homes. We can do our single unit homes for easy transferability and quick on-site, uh, you know, up, up up and running operations. We even have some going out in California. And California, as you know, has become very friendly to uh, multi-generational type housing ideas, um, tiny houses, containers even, where they had kind of taken a stance on containers previously. They have now... Uh, become very open to these types of ideas because there's such a need out there. So we have a few containers even going out in different areas of l a and Southern California um, for container homes. so it's pretty pretty awesome to see the the trend in in a positive way where people are accepting the containers more and more often.
1: that's really that's really good news that that people are in, and municipalities are moving in that direction. But uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Chris Conover from uh, his great, great uh, container tiny house. Um, and I'm going to have to edit that. How did I do that? <laughs> Hold on a second, Chris. I got tongue tied. All right. We're going to just do that over. All right, we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back on the other side, uh, Chris Conover from Tiny Custom House, we're going to be going through and asking him some FAQ questions, and uh, Allison, who's here in the studio, I know she has a few questions because she is interested in tiny homes, and we've got some great FAQs to talk to you about. So uh, stay tuned. You're listening to Boxcar Universe. You may not believe this, but smart home technology can be traced back to 1975 to the first home automation platform when the X10 was invented. In 48 years, things have come a long way. To truly have a smart home today, the homeowner needs to make a smart decision and call a premier high-tech company. That company is Mythic Sound, Lighting, and Shade. Mythic can simplify your life with home automation, home security, home theater. Lighting and shade, plus outdoor and indoor home audio, custom designed to fit your lifestyle. For the finest in products and services, visit their website at mythicsls.com, that's M-Y-T-H-I-C-S-L-S.com, or call them today for a free consultation at 602-329-4252. That's 602-329-4252. <laughs> All right, we are back, and you're listening to Boxcar Universe, and we are talking with Chris Conover from Tiny Custom House, and we're talking about container homes and uh, what it takes to put uh, a container on your property and a little bit about the things that go into a container, you know, the same things that go into a stick built house, but they're significant differences. But, uh, you know, some of the houses that we've seen that containers that Chris has actually built, uh, they, he makes it all come out just right. And you would never, never know that you were in a tiny home. But, um, Allison, who's here with us, has some questions about container houses. And Allison, uh, let's talk to Chris and see what uh, what he can answer for you.
3: Okay, yeah. Um, so I have a question, and I'm wondering how does somebody prep their space before they're going to drop a container home on their land?
4: Yeah, so that's another uh, reason we use a container itself um, is because the side prep is fairly easy. It doesn't require a lot of... Um, you know, you don't need a structural foundation mm-hmm. for these containers. So um, generally what we advise is that you, you pour a foundation or not a foundation, but a four inch slab, a four inch thick slab for the container to sit on. Kind of like when you would maybe install a hot tub at your property, right? You would need to uh, pull utilities and services to the hot tub or the slab for the hot tub Does it go on top of usually have permits required to pull those utilities and those services to that location. And then you just put the unit right on top of that slab. So generally our site prep is about three weeks. That's one of the the benefits of a container than doing a stick build house is a stick build. We're going to, you know, be on your property for months at a time, six months to a year, right? Building a container um, we can build in six weeks, um, the interior, and then we can place it on your property in three weeks.
3: Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, and is that something that you guys do yourself, or is that something that you guys can do where you guys come out and you guys uh, prep the land? Or is that something that is up to the landowners?
4: Yeah. Good question. No, great question. So I well, I, I am a contractor by trade, mm-hmm. so I can absolutely come and do the site prep for um, our, uh, our buyers. Thus far, we've done all the site prep for all of our customers. Um, it's an additional fee to the price point of the container itself um outside of arizona i would be able to help guide and direct people of how to do it um but i don't have any licensing outside of arizona so that would be up to our customers that are outside of arizona to do the site prep um they don't always have the forest lab you know they could kind of level it out put some ab down or something like that to keep it more mobile right um but yeah outside of arizona we we would be more of a uh you know, a consultant, we wouldn't be able to do that that work for our customers.
2: Chris, I have a question for you. Um, give us an idea of the cost of the shipping containers. And, and w- with that being said, do you have access to financing so people are not coming out of pocket completely for these containers?
4: Yeah, great question. So we have a couple different tiers when it comes to containers. the The model that we've taken to the home show recently that comes with all luxury finishes and appliances, and it has a large nine-foot bifolding door, so you can kind of do an inside-outside type living space with the containers. That container comes ready to live in with your appliances, your um, finishes, everything in that container dropping ready to go. That one is $95,000 ready to go, and that's 320 square feet, right? And so you get a livable apartment at 320 square feet and $95,000. Um, we do have some, uh, better, you know, a little bit lower cost models that don't include maybe some of the luxury finishes. Those start right at uh, $75,000. Um, and then we do have a complete off-grid package where all of your solar panels, your batteries, your inverters. Um, we even have an agreement with Starlink to provide off- off-grid uh, Wi-Fi um that starts at a hundred and fifteen thousand for those off grid units, so all in all, you're gonna be looking at about two about two hundred to two hundred and twenty five dollars a square foot on these container units
2: that's amazing,
1: yeah I mean that's that and that pricing is not not bad, especially when you think about what you're getting and that's a a forty foot container basically uh a uh, a one bedroom right chris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I yeah. mean, I mean, and and the spacing, like you said earlier, there's a lot of space inside those. And with those nine foot, um, uh, we'll call it nine foot bifolds, they look, yeah. yeah, they open up, and you know, very easily. Once the container is placed, you could put, you know, uh, a shade structure in front of that with another, uh, more or less like a a patio, concrete floor or tile or even pavers to be able to have an additional shade structure out there. So your space just naturally seems to increase when you do that. And it's great way to let the outside in, and the inside out. So uh, it's, it's something really, really nice that people should consider, but uh, go ahead.
4: It is really nice because it it takes your livable space from 320 inside the container to living more like 500 square feet with those bifolding doors. And we've got a couple containers on Airbnb and that's the number one comment we get um, from our uh, guests is that they love the bifolding doors and be able to have the entryway right there into the kitchen and be able to have dinner and things like that outside and inside the container.
1: Yeah. And in, in, uh, again, that's just, it, it, it's a great, great way to be able to uh, basically, you know, have that, huge entryway, and especially it's off the kitchen. So the ones that I saw in the models that you had out in the production yard, they were right off the kitchen area. So it's great if you're entertaining and you bring, and you have that additional patio square footage outside. So it's great. It's easy to bring all the food and stuff outside to your guests and um, they can enjoy, you know, the area that you've placed the container in.
4: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Definitely. You know, one of the other things that people ask for, you ask, well, you know, is it safe to live in a shipping container? You're, yeah. You're... It,
4: it is very safe to live in a shipping container. um The way that we actually prep the containers is there is no vapor or water barrier between you and the container, right? So we use an inch and a half of closed cell industrial spray foam around every piece of that container. And so that you know, there's no vapors, there's no toxins, there's nothing coming from the container through to your living space. And so it is very safe to be inside the container. Um, we also, one thing that we do to mitigate any kind of concern with maybe chemicals or anything like that is we use one way containers that have only been used one time, have never had any sort of hazardous material inside the containers. And so they are very safe and clean containers. Um, Some of them I don't even like covering up because they're so clean, but, uh, you know, kind of, we've talked maybe in the past about doing an industrial look where we insulated it from the outside and keeping the walls kind of bare, but we haven't done any of those yet. We've stuck with the traditional look of the, you know, the drywall and, and everything on the interior. So yeah, the answer to that question is very safe. There's no, um, there's no transfer of chemicals or vapor between the existing container and your living space.
1: That's, yeah, and that's important for for people, especially because, you know, there are people out there who are, I mean, I know uh, our resident home inspector, Dan Hayden, actually had gone out and checking on uh, healthy homes where people actually can be allergic to certain materials that are used within the home. So making sure that those are not, you know, in a container home are so very important. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So one last question. If you had to choose a shipping container house instead of a traditional house, why, why would you choose that? So I really like,
4: obviously I'm biased. I love the container house idea and I love the idea of maybe even adding multiple together. A single unit container home uh, wouldn't work for me because my wife, She's not uh, looking to go tiny as much as I am. We have a two and a half year old, and she doesn't she doesn't think it's big enough. However, I would love to live in a container home with our family, but she doesn't. She's not quite there yet. <clears throat> but why I would choose a container is the structural integrity of a container is very good, and <clears throat> you ask any engineer, architect, he'll tell you how well designed these containers are. Um, they're stacked on these shipping uh, yards, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten high. And they're fully loaded with product material. Containers are loaded up to as much as forty thousand pounds. Ten of those high, and the one container is on the bottom, right? So structurally, these are incredibly strong resources, and and very strong to use in in a building, you know, methodology and way. <clears throat> and you know, if you're a prepper, or you want something that's a little uh, harder to get into. You know just makes sense to have steel right a steel container is a lot harder to you know infiltrate than a traditional uh, home the other great thing about containers is if you're in a remote area and there's any kind of pest problems right these are completely pest and rodent uh free right your pests and rodents can't chew through the the wood and the material they can't chew through the metal and so you will you won't have any pest problems if you put it up you know somewhere in the woods where a lot of people may have problems with rodents and whatnot um containers won't have those types of issues because of the steel.
1: That's right, you can't chew, you can't chew through steel. Yeah, that that that's definitely that is one definitely good aspect of uh you know having a container home. And I think one of the things also an advantage of if you're into uh, you know different types of architectural design that you could make some amazing combinations with containers to be able to give your uh, to be actually be a uh, a uh, piece in the if you're not off grid and you're in a neighborhood uh, to be able to get some a lot of people interested in in talking about your your container home because the styling and the architecture it is so very different but you know like I said it's not for everybody uh, I think it's I think doing it that way is an exceptional uh, type of architecture that people can you know it's a your house becomes uh almost like a story that uh, people talk about you know well, what was it before what did it look like and then and then watching it being created and put on your property um that's just another whole story in itself it's it leads it's a different type of uh construction which i i understand where you're coming from chris you know um wanting to do the container but you know hey You know, give your wife some time, keep building, (laughs) keep building them. You know, one of these days she may just say, yeah, let's go ahead. Well, you will put about six of them together. What do you think? Maybe (laughs) put six together. That might be okay.
4: Yeah. You can make a really modern looking home out of some of the containers. A lot of people are more into the modern square metal sleek look. kind of moving away from more of the Tuscany style. So yeah, I think she'd like it. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it sounds good. Uh, Chris, tell our listeners how they can contact you.
4: Yeah. So, you know, our, our best way to probably see some of our current projects is on social media at Tiny Custom House um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can also go to our website at tinycustomhouse.com. There's a little bit of uh, details there on, on our containers and what we do. Um, what we do for people is uh, we have a complete interior design team named dwellify right and what we have our listeners and and people who are interested in our in our products that they put down a down payment uh, to design their own container that also in, with that down payment we send them out a material box with all the samples of their materials to make sure they they like it and as soon as they like their container then we go we go to work and we start building it for them so again the price points are r- ranging around 75 to 115 thousand dollars for a container. And you can go and design your own on our website. All you got to do is put down the $500. You can design your own container and we can get to work on building one for you.
1: Yeah. And that's that's really great. It it gets, it it gets the, the potential new homeowner involved in all the things that you're going to be putting into it. So that this way there is no, there's no question about, well, did I really want this or do I want this, this particular product, you send all that out, so I think that's a great way in the consultation process to make sure that uh, when you start building, you don't have to do it over.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Chris, thanks again for being on the show today. We look forward to working with you in the future and having you back on the show. And like I said, we've got some um, we've got some interested parties looking for some container homes, so we'll be able to touch base with you on that. And um you got any plans for, for the July weekend?
4: Well, you know, back at the beginning of our conversation, I'm working.
1: <laughs> the
4: rest of my team is taking it off, so I've got to I'm working Monday. So uh, all I'm
1: not right. Going anywhere this weekend. Okay. Well, I, I know the feeling. You know, you take what you can get.
4: That's right. There you go. Yep.
1: Well, listen, ha- you ha- best to you and your family this holiday long weekend even though their Monday is stuck in the middle of somewhere. And uh we'll talk to you real soon.
4: Thank you for having me. Take
1: care. All right, Chris. Yes, you know that uh container tiny house uh it's just it's just amazing. It's it's just growing, 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 growing. And um uh, I want to take a, a few moments out to uh thank all our listeners for listening to Boxcar Universe. You know, you remember we are your source for cutting-edge information on container homes and container pools, and I, I want to just say that we have had a, a an influx of people interested in container pools, and uh, we're doing our best to make sure that we get that information out to you as soon as possible so that you can make a choice on those, and um, it's just amazing that uh, all the the attention and interest that we've had on that. So um, we're doing our best to get that out. And if you haven't, make sure that you just touch base with us on social media. You'll be able to uh, find us at Boxcar Universe. You could always email Mel or I at boxcarliving at gmail.com or steve at boxcaruniverse.com. And you could always hear Boxcar Universe weekly on any podcast player and all our past and previous shows. And I want all of you to remember this holiday weekend. Let us containerize your lifestyle. Bye-bye now.
0: You're a great American. I love you.